Welcome to this Leaf Open Farm Sunday podcast, featuring the fabulous farmers who welcome the public onto their farm, the farming's annual open day. Whether you host a simple farm walk, for a few people, or a full open day, large or small, every event matters and has a huge positive impact. We hope this podcast inspires you to host an event this year. My name is Annabelle Shackleton, Leaf Open Farm Sunday Manager, and today I'm chatting with Tanya Robbins, who farms in Worcestershire. Hello, Tanya. Before we start talking about your Leaf Open Farm Sunday events, could you please say a little bit about your farm and where you're based? Hello, Annabelle. I farm at Dickett Farm Dumbleton. That's on the Gloucestershire-Worcestershire border. We have 30 beef sackler cows. They're calving... Uh, February, March. Uh, we have 300 mules here. They're due to lamb in March. Then just across the road on Breeden Hill, we've got 300 easy cares. They'll be lambing up on the hill um, middle of April time. And we've got 300 acres available over there as well. It's a beautiful part of the world. Now, you hosted your first Leaf Open Farm Sunday event in 2014 and last June you hosted your fifth event, which I'm delighted to say I got the chance to visit to see you again and meet your fabulous team. So tell me a little bit about your Open Farm Sunday journey. Yeah, well, it's, it's really evolved over the last few years. So when I first heard about this, I was interested. I thought, how, how do I get involved? And um, straight away, your name came up. And I remember you did some meetings where people like me thinking doing it for the first time could come along. So off I went, fear and trepidation, met you, and um, you gave me all these handy hints. And I came away thinking, okay, I don't need to be daunted by this. It'll, It'll be okay. Let's just do it, see what happens. And from that very first event, which... There was only, I can't remember how many people came to our farm, but it, to be honest, it wasn't that many. And each each time we've done it now, it, 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 it has grown a bit. What do you really remember about your last Open Farm Sunday event? Um, the sun shone. Oh, my goodness. It, oh, that makes such a difference. Main lasting impression from this year was the, a new thing about online booking system. And I must admit, me and technology don't go together. Oh, my goodness. But um, I gave it a go. And the people at Try Booking, they were really, really helpful. Set it up and it worked. Oh, my goodness, Annabelle, I couldn't believe it. You could set up for so many people per hour. We opened for most of the day. And we thought, I thought, how about sort of 50 people per hour? And straight away, a few tickle, tickle online bookings. Um, but I still did what we normally do, which is, I mean, over the years, um, you very kindly on your website, we, we can apply for, for for free things like your banners, the T-shirts and things like that. So I, I always apply for these things and I keep them very useful. So put the put the banners up the end of the drive so the local people get to know about it. Then we had the online booking system starting to tick away. And then got in, in touch with, I got in touch with the two local primary schools. I don't think that's so much worked, but knew a teacher from a school at Tewkesbury. Um, she very kindly, obviously, let her school know about this. I did a leaflet 
gave that out to her. And all of a sudden, these bookings started coming from families from Tewkesbury. Then we got a few bookings further away, Bristol, Birmingham. I'm thinking, oh my goodness, coming all this way. And then Martin Lewis. What, what's that, Annabelle? That's Martin Lewis from MoneySavingExpert.com. He is a huge fan of Leaf Open Farm Sunday, promoting it on national television and in his regular e-newsletter, which drives hundreds of people to the Open Farm Sunday website to find a local farm to visit. And you've obviously benefited from that national promotion. We did massively. I couldn't believe it. Then I was getting emails, worried people saying, but you're fully booked. And, um, And then Ed and I had a chat. I said, well, what do we do? We were concerned about numbers, especially with all the COVID rules still. So we thought, okay, let's just let's just stick with what we're doing. We won't increase the numbers because hopefully local people will come as well. Anyway, that's what happened. Wonderful. So how do you go about planning your event? I, I would say I've learned planning as much beforehand. So I'm probably a bit old fashioned with my pen. I've got my notepad, lists of stuff. But I just love your website. So I keep referring back to that go back, do the checklist. And then it's a question of contacting my, my wonderful family and, and really some close friends. So every time I mention, I'm thinking about doing it again, they're brilliant. And I've learned if people offer help, we accept it. They really love talking to the public. And Charlie just couldn't believe people had never seen cows and calves in real life before. And you know, we're all so busy in our lives. And this is one thing that why I wanted to get involved is to welcome people onto the farm and to explain what we're doing. And Ed's brilliant at this as well. Put lots of signs up, but don't be daunted by that. I found the most important thing is that we're just welcoming to everybody. Um, and then just let, let things evolve. One of the best things we did, um, we've got a little paddock beside the yard and I asked mum, good old mum, I said, can you get your mower out, mum, and just mow me a track around the paddocks. The grass had grown up a bit. Little toddlers and pushchairs, they can just follow the path around. It's only a little paddock. Well, it worked for them, but also people were, we put some tables and chairs out. Everything's free. That's really important. But we offered free teas and coffees and squash. Again, with COVID, we were careful with all that. But we, I did ask for um, donations for the rural charity, Royal Agricultural Benevolent Institute. And I meant to look it up. I think we raised about £300. People, I found people are more generous with donations. So it's a great way for us for involving the local charities. Also, Gloucestershire Farming Friends, a um, few of us volunteer and help there. So it's raising awareness with the general public. Sometimes the simple little things, which I didn't know would catch imagination would work, it worked. (laughs) It certainly did. It was lovely walking around your farm in June. There was a wonderful, friendly atmosphere, seeing families enjoying themselves so much, chatting with all the different people involved. And you even had a gamekeeper there talking about his role, which was brilliant. It just all added to that rich farming story. It really did. You see, where I farm there, it's a talented farm. So straight away, the first thing I knew I had to, I asked the the agent and the landlord and they said, yep, I think they sort of kind of thought, you get on with it as long as we don't have to do anything, we're happy. So that was a great start. 
So the two gamekeepers, they work on the estate there. They are lovely, lovely folks. So yeah, ask them, explain what we were doing. Jim straight away was, well, we'll come, what can we do? So Jim got the other, the main gamekeeper, Dave, involved. Dave, Dave phoned me up and said, what can I bring? He, wow, this is brilliant. So they bought the digger that they use on the estate. And then um, a share farm on the, on the arable side. And so uh, Richard Baldam and Chris, they kindly said they'd bring their big machines. That's brilliant. So what are the main messages that you want the public to go home with from your event? want them to appreciate they are welcome it's it's for them to come along and to be able to ask questions and see exactly how we farm I'm really proud of my stock of our farm assurance so that's another stand my daughter came back from uh, for a few days and we set up a stand um, showing I've got my um, my board with my farm assurance logo and stuff most of the general public don't understand this. So when they go to supermarkets um, and they see the red tractor, a lot of people are aware of it, but others aren't. So we, we, on, we do a stand growing the growing crops from the farm. So we've got some wheat, our bags of flour showing the red tractor logo. So it's important to me to be open and welcome people onto the farm and to encourage people that ask questions and and see how we farm. You're right, it's all about those friendly conversations. I remember Alex who came with his dipping machine. So to the general public, they don't know about fly control. So that really sparked a a lot of questions. You know, why do you do it? What is that machine? And so we, we set up the, I've got a mobile sheep handling equipment. So we set that up with a few sheep in it and Alex had his dogs, but they were in the back of his vehicle. So people were fascinated seeing the sheep dogs. And so we explained how the dogs, you know, are actually an important part of the farm. So it's quite a fairly small area. We wanted to keep everything together on the farm, but it's amazing what you can put in. That was another thing I loved. So a lot of, not a lot, but quite a few of the villagers actually walked to us and we got a lot of public rights away so they walked from the villages to us and how fantastic was that and a mum over the years planted um, uh, an orchard of trees so people were asking about those things. My husband and son as you can imagine have been to lots of Open Farm Sunday events and they were keen to visit your farm because in your farm description along with mention of your cows and calves and lambs and machinery you also promoted that you had fossils on display Uh, so you had lots of different activities which could appeal to lots of different people and of different ages and they had a fabulous time so thank you. Again that's down to mum it's what she's collected off the farm I think that's what people found so fascinating these are local things that you know that we found and and so you know we were wanted to share and show people so yeah that was great. Oh brilliant so you've used the resources that Leaf offers so we have posters and postcards and I remember seeing that you overprinted your details onto the little leaflets and you had them up on all the footpath signs didn't you in the area yeah so that was fantastic so people in the weeks in the run-up to your event could see signs and then hopefully come back on the day as well that was brilliant 
So if you were talking with some new farmers who were doing Open Farm Sunday for the first time this year, what would be those top tips that you would say to how to go about organising it? The first thing is, is to, is, is, is to do it. Don't be daunted by it. I know, Annabelle, you're great. So I know I can pick up the phone and I can speak to you, but your website, so keep looking at the website. Health and safety, I know it worries people. I insure with the NFU mutuals. I phone my agent each time and tell them I'm doing it. And um, it's, it's absolutely never, never a problem. For me, it's, it's planning. Do that as much planning as you can beforehand. Try to stay relaxed, enjoy it. And the helpers, they really, they really, really love it. I've been, I'm always asked, when are you, when are you doing the next one? <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you so much, Tanya, for your words of wisdom and insights into hosting a Leaf Open Farm Sunday event. It's been fascinating and great chatting with you. So in our next podcast, our Leaf Open Farm Sunday ambassador, Anne Mayor Chapman from Northumberland, will be speaking with Cameron Harrison of Dancing Green Garlic. And both of them actually took part and hosted their first event last year. So it'd be great to get some good hints and tips from them. So thank you so much to all of you for listening. Uh, My name is Annabelle Shackleton, manager of Leaf Open Farm Sunday. And thank you for listening to this Leaf Open Farm Sunday podcast.